Thanks for joining with us today on our Potter's Hope podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and gives you strength to live out the life that God has for you. Enjoy the message. If you have your Bibles, Luke chapter 17 and verse 20. Luke chapter 17 and verse 20. We're at a point in Scripture and in Jesus' ministry here. Things are now shifting to where opposition has or is rising and it's growing greater and greater. see here how Jesus addresses those that are coming against him. The word of God says in Luke chapter 17 and verse 20, and when he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation, neither shall they say lo here or lo there, for behold, The kingdom of God is within you or among you. And he said unto the disciples, The days will come when you shall desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you shall not see it. And they shall say to you, See here or see there, go not after them. And he says, Don't even follow them. For as the lightning that lighteth out of the one part under heaven shineth under the other part under heaven, so shall also the Son of Man be in this day. But first, but first, he must suffer many things and be rejected of this generation. And as it were in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married wives, and they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise also it was in the days of Lot. They did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they builded. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. In that day, he which shall be upon the housetop and his stuff in the house, let him not come down and take it away. And he that's in the field... Let him likewise not return back. Remember Lot's wife. Whosoever shall seek to save his life shall lose it, and whosoever shall lose his life shall preserve it. I tell you, in the night there shall be two men in one bed. The one shall be taken and the other shall be left. Two women shall be grinding together. The one shall be taken and the other left. Two men shall be in the field, the one shall be taken and the other left. And they answered and said unto him, Where, Lord? And he said unto them, Wherever the body is, 
thither will the eagles be gathered together. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, so thankful for your word. God, there is no word. God of any literary sort, even any imaginary sort, God, that compares to your word. Your word is life. God, not just those that read it, but those, God, that believe it and trust it. Lord, tonight, as I have said countless times before, anoint these lips of clay one more time that I may bring forth your word and not mine. Hide me behind the cross, God, and never let me take for granted, God, the sacred stand that you've provided. God, tonight, with all simplicity, <laughs> just simply do what you do. We love you, Lord. Amen and amen. You can be seated. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Stephanie. So the Pharisees demanded Jesus's and I'm going to say then there's gaps in time. We just read from one verse to the next and think it's the next minute. However, we know that through Scripture that's not always the case, and most rarely it's the case. It can be marked by days, months, or different things. Jesus has healed ten lepers and only one, and being Samaritan has come back in previous verses to praise him. And he said, but where are the nine? And the word of God said, and he was demanded of the Pharisees that when the kingdom of God should come, and he answered and said, the kingdom of God comes not with observation. That in this very thought tonight that is the Holy Spirit just quickening me throughout the day, I just want to preach tonight. I, I just want to preach the, the real word of God to where it will just simply, I want it to penetrate every soul in this place. I want God to stir up the Holy Ghost. I want him to stir up the gift that is in each and every one of us. That we will shine brighter, stand taller, stand stronger than we ever have before. I want the Holy Ghost of God to move upon the people like he has never moved before. Just in the days of old, that when times were tough and that men and women, when they had slipped away, backslidden on God, God would raise up a people that would speak the truth. He would raise up prophets of old in those olden times and tell people that it's time to get right. It's time in this nation to a backsliding nation and to a backsliding Christian called by only name and never seen in culture the true Christian. That very word Christ that means anointed. That very word Christ that means the smearing on of the oil. I don't know about you, but we as Christians, we need to understand that we are bought by the blood that you hear from me all the time and we are anointed by the Holy Ghost of God. We are different. And America today is, listen, everybody's running a race. On me hard today. I'll get back to text. It's just been on me almost. Everybody's running to win something. They're running to and they're running from and they're running for all of this. And everybody's running and, and it's so hard to hear. They're running scared. People are running away in fear. And God at the same time is calling a remnant body of believers. Come unto me. Ye that are weary and heavy laden. I know that the enemy, according to the book of Daniel, is trying to wear out the saints. I'm encouraging you today and telling you that a refreshing is coming from the throne room of God. Be encouraged. 
It's not a time to lick the lollipop and to come into church and simply be a Christian by name only and not in deed. We're to be doers of the word, not just hearers only. Haven't we taken enough notes? Haven't we sung enough songs? Haven't we heard enough preaching? Haven't we heard enough, done enough? Shouldn't we be on fire for God and see what's going on today? Can't preach it that hard. People won't listen. Seemingly the only thing that people are listening to today is their self. Just let me see me in something. Let me hear me in something. We've got more viewers than we do doers. I want to see God. I want to see God manifest His presence, Larry, like I've seen Him do it before, and I know He can do it again. I want the raw, kabod presence of God to hit a people and hit a place to where they can't get up by the, because the Holy Ghost is so real and so strong and God is inhabiting that temple in such a way that His presence and His weight is stronger and bigger. They, they, they don't have it to support it. Running. We're divided in a nation over culture, creed, socioeconomic, different, all kinds of different things are division. I'm calling for unity today. I'm calling for unity not in this world, but I'm calling for unity in the kingdom of God. I'm calling for real Christians to lay down their Baptist title, their Pentecostal title, their Methodist title, and follow God Almighty and believe for an end-day revival where true repentance from the Holy Ghost will hit and people will be convicted of living like hell. Kids, once again, will be convicted of sleeping around. Parents will be convicted again of allowing them to do it. People will be convicted again of following their own flesh, of watching what they watch. How the hell get into my home? I'll give you two letters, TV. What happened? We're reaping what we've sown. The church has allowed hellish things to come in and to reign and rule. And I'm sorry, I don't want to offend you. If I offend you and give you the word, you'll leave. Guess what? I'd rather you leave and God stay. I want to assure you as much as I love you, I can make it without you, but I can't make it without God. America needs revival. And then he said, moms and dads that will cry out and call out for their children. And it won't just be something you feel on a Sunday. We say we can't afford the Dish Network. We can't afford this TV and that TV. You can't afford it not because of the dollars in your wallet. You can't afford to let it come in because of the sin. I want the new iPhone. Two trillion dollars. Apple is worth. That's what I heard today. Speaking of Apple, 
The apple's taking a bite out of mankind because mankind's taking a bite out of the apple. Wake up! You move more by the vibe. I'm going to turn my phone off. No, it's still vibrating in your pocket and you can't get it out. Can I get this? Where are the days when hell is preached? Where are the days that when hell was real and heaven was glorious? Where are those days? Where are the days that when there was a heaven to gain and a hell to shun and a God to be feared? I don't know about you, but a boy at 16 years old, about 30 miles from here, heard a word that scared him to life. Did you hear me? Didn't scare me to death, Courtney. It scared me to life. And I left that old man. I've revived him a few times. But I'll tell you this. That new man is alive and well and living in the heart. of We need people today. Water it down, preacher. Forget it. He's holy and there's no way around it. He's holy. He's always been holy. He will always be holy. You can't bring him down off the cross like they wanted to. He died for your sins. He died for my sins. He died for every murderous sin, every perverted sin that any of us or anyone has ever done. He died for every dirty, rotten thing that mankind has ever done. Man just needs to come unto him and not just bow his eyes and his head. We need to bow our heart before God and say, I am lost and undone without you. I need you and America keeps backsliding and what gets me is that we'll do anything for a vote but we won't go across the road to witness to a neighbor we're more we're ah, stay with me I'm gonna preach till I make every Republican and Democrat mad we're more worried about a mail-in election. and we're, Can I tell you, I can see that causing problems. But can I tell you something? You know what's causing more problems than that? Sin. Sin. Why don't we call on God? Well, boy, if this don't happen, that's going to happen. Why don't we just let Jesus happen? I don't know whether you know it or not, but some of you have been sitting right there around it. We did all this renovation. Pastor, why'd you do this? I don't know. Other than God said, make a way. I don't know. Other than God said, make room. I want to remind you, that was two to three months before any of this hit. Now do you understand what God is doing even when we don't? Make room. Can I get a witness in this house? Do you understand that? When I hear from him, I don't understand it all. I just do what he tells me to do. And we all should be like that. Break a hole in the wall. Just get the word out. Can you hear me out there? I pray it's hitting everybody at the huddle house. I pray to God his word would go forth. Pastor, you're passionate. Are you mad? No. I'm so passionate. Listen. One more, Lord, steer the water one more time. If it was your son or daughter, son or daughter, if you're here tonight and you're lost, get saved. If you're at home, parents, you know if your child's under conviction, are they watching or are they up in the room playing their Xbox? 
what I'm going to do with my kids. God, right now, get a hold of every parent in this land and let them rise up. Because I'll tell you right now, God is looking to the Father first. Mama, you're next in line. Daddy, you are a priest of that home, and how you conduct the service in your home, you will be held accountable when you come before God. I didn't even, thank you, David, I didn't even want to know that was true. Today, we've lullabied and we've sat back and we say, oh, they'll get there. And kids today are slipping into hell. The suicide rate. Right now. And here's what's happening. Let's blame it on COVID. Let's blame this on COVID. Let's blame that on COVID. Can I tell you, I understand that. And I'm not to minimize that at all because all of us probably know somebody now that we're praying for that has that. And we're praying for him to get healed. Can I get a witness in the house? But can I tell you something why children and why people are committing suicide at such an alarming rate? Because the spirit of darkness and the spirit of sin and the spirit of not, I don't, listen, because we are putting all of our hope in ourselves instead of in him. Trust in the Lord. You're going to make it. What is it that brings us to such a place of apostasy? What is it that brings us to such a place to where we feel so desolate in our soul? It's because we don't have what they have. Listen, let them have what they have. You can have everything God has for you, and you can be blessed beyond measure. You find out today. My wife shared this with me, and she's found it. The Word of God says, For godliness with contentment is great gain. I will tell you right now that godliness with contentment. Many people today are not content because they don't have a bigger boat, a bigger farm, a bigger this, a bigger that, this, that, and everything else. Can I tell you, can we just have a bigger God in America today that will bring everybody to their knees? Listen to me, young person. This message is for you. This is for you. I don't care if you've been brought up, built up in church. I don't care if your mama or daddy's favorite. I don't care what you are. To me, you are one of two things, saved or lost. You need to make the decision. If you're watching online tonight or wherever this message finds you, you need to understand that there is only two ways. And it's his way and it's hell's way. And when you die, don't you dare listen to a lie that somebody tells you. I'll get back to the text if Holy Ghost will allow me. Don't you dare let somebody tell you that when you die, we'll pray you in or pray you out. Purgatory is the biggest lie mankind could ever believe. It is not in the gospel. It is not in there. Nobody's going to pray you or pray, pray you in or pray you out. Why? Because, listen, in your consciousness of mind right now, you need to confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And not just confess him with your mouth or with your mouth, but believe it in your heart that he is God Almighty and he is Savior to your soul. And the blood is more than enough. Listen to me, Christians, for every one of you that come back and you, you come back to that very point that I'm still this and I'm still shameful and I can't get over this and I can't get over that. The blood is enough. Well, I need this and I need that. No. We all need Him. 
The Pharisees demanded of him, show us. He said, the kingdom of God comes not with observation. That word in the New Testament means ocular. It means sight. It's ocular. It means that it does not come with sight. What is he saying? He's saying this. It's not something you see out here. The kingdom of God is within you or among you. You're missing it. You're looking for something out here. I came to inhabit your soul. The foxes have holes. The birds have nests. But I am making my abode on the inside of you. There'll be people say, hey, come over here, come over there. People church swapping, church flopping, and everything else. Why don't you get somewhere and get rooted and see some babies being born at the altar of God and be part of a family? Well, I'll go here for the praise music. I'll go here for the preaching. I'll go here for this or that. Can I tell you something? You're no more than a wanderer. And I can tell you a story about some wanderers. Get rooted. Get grounded. I'm not telling you. Hey, listen, I'm not telling everybody to come here. I'm not telling you that. Go where God is leading you. Don't you dare take this the wrong way. But I'm telling you, get somewhere where the power and presence of God is and stay there and get rooted and grounded. And by the way, go to a church that offends you. Find you a preacher that you don't like all the time. The pastor side of him will help you with your wounds. But that preacher in him is what will come out and tell you that you're not going to live like a brood of vipers. You're going to have to repent. And you're going to have to live holy and live right before God. We need watchmen from the pulpit that will cry out and call out for the people and say, wake up. Pulpits are full with hired guns, hired hirelings, if you will, according to John chapter 10. They come in no more, and they earn a weekly salary. And they know that they can't preach it hot, because if they do, they may lose (laughs) their retirement. Or they may lose the confidence of the people. If people called you, you'll follow them. If God calls you, you'll follow him. You need to hear me, everybody in this place. Living in a time right now where pulpits are bought and sold and seats are sold in church. Too many season ticket holders. You've heard me preach that before. I'm so war slick out. I'm I'm war. I, I don't. Well, it's easier. I'm going to say something very bold here, and I'm going to say it in love. So I'm going to, I'm going to calm down just to help me, Holy Ghost. If you're not coming to church and you're not on campus because it's more convenient for you to stay at home, may God quicken your soul right now. However, as I say that, hear me well. Because somebody, hell, will want to construe this. If you are staying home because of your safety concerns and that's what God is leading you to do, I am 100% behind you. But if you are staying at home because it's easier for you to watch on Sunday mornings in your furry robe and bunny slippers 
I know I'm not talking to this congregation out here. I understand that, but I don't know where this message will get to. Online people, I'm telling you right now, you better make the decision. You need to make the decision because I will tell you this right now. Wherever this message finds you, God knows your heart when I don't. And if you are serving a God of convenience right now, you better wake up. Because your children are watching you serve the God of convenience. Nobody will go with me. Come by yourself. If I'm sick and Amy says I can't go to the doctor, I'm going to go anyway. If you're lost, they won't go with me. Come. You need this Jesus I'm preaching tonight. You need him. They demanded him, show us the kingdom. He said this, I love it. I love the way, man, that my king, my savior, my redeemer, my deliverer, my once and for all, my all in all. I love the way, man, that he meets the opposition. He said, such as it was in the days of Noah. What was it in the days of Noah? It came to pass that when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and the daughters were born unto them and the sons of God saw the daughters, that men were fair. And it goes on to say this. In verse 4 said, There were giants in the earth in those days and also after that. And the sons of God came into the daughters of men and they have children to them and the same became mighty men which are men of old and of renown. There's a lot of discussion about who and what they were. That'll be for another time. But I need to tell you right now, listen, there are giants in the land today. There are giants in the land today that are devouring people on the right and on the left. There are mighty men. There are these people. There's Bezos. There's, there's Soros. There are mighty men that, that, that are, listen, that are, that, that are bought, or if you will, that are absolutely, you can identify them by the money that they have, and, and they're buying mankind today. What's behind a rock through a window? What's behind a brick through a window? I can't tell you for sure. Listen, as far as it's man, but I can tell you this. Satan is at the core of it. Like he's always been. There's giants today in the earth. We got a bunch of Christian people. I can't face them. Where are the Davids today that will rise up and say, is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that comes against the mighty army of God? Who is this that chants every day from the valley of life? Who is this that tries to call me out? David said, I'll go. I've killed a bear. I've killed a lion. And here's what I've got to tell you. I wasn't the one that done it. He done it. And just as that lion and that bear went down, this giant's going down. Can I get a witness in this house? <laughs> Picked up, he went to the brook, picked up five stones. You know the story, you've heard it many times. Can I tell you something? You won't realize it till you preach it to yourself. You won't realize the power in it until you're in the valley and you pick up five stones. Listen, you won't realize it. I pick up that one. Can I tell you the stone I pick up? I pick up the stone that the builders. Re- 
I pick up the stone that the builders rejected. I pick up the chief cornerstone. I pick up the stone that was rolled away. I pick up a resurrected stone that when hell comes at me and tells me and that giant of death stands up and said, I've got you. I'll throw that rolling stone at him and tell him just as he was alive and made alive, I am alive in him and he is alive in me. Giant, you're going down. Jesus didn't defeat the Pharisees. He didn't come just to prove to his disciples he was alive. He come to triumph over death. He come to declare that the greatest enemy to be destroyed is not COVID, it's not diabetes, it's not cancer. All of those can lead you to something that we will all face. But there's not a period for the Christian, there's just a comma. What's that look like and sound like? New air. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Back when I was in a lot better shape, we went to the mountains in Gatlinburg, and I found something out. I went up. We were staying in a cabin, staying away from there, and, man, there was this high hill behind us. It was a paved hill, and there was some cabin. And I got to noticing something, that the higher that I went, the thinner the air became. Oh, hang on. I'm getting ready to preach. The higher you go, the thinner the air gets here. The closer you get to him the more you and I realize that we can't breathe on this. I wish I could get a witness. You can't breathe. When you live on Holy Ghost air, I'm not talking about higher in self, Larry. I'm talking about getting closer to Him. The closer you get to Him, you understand that it's His breath flowing in you. And there's no fear in death. Why? Because death has been conquered by Jesus Christ, Almighty, the Lamb of God, and the Prince of Peace. Preacher, you act like you believe that. I'm not here to act before you. I'm here to tell you the truth. The Word of God said that he would, that he would bruise Satan under his feet shortly. That is a promise made and a promise kept. Sorry, Trump, you didn't have it first. In Genesis 3.15, the Word prophetically spoke that very thing, that the seed of Eve would do that. The problem today with most Christians is that you spend too much dialogue with the devil. You believe every lie that he tells you and you neglect, you neglect the love of God. God loves you. It's said. It's done. It's finished. Believe it and get over the rest of it. You are loved by God. Well, I failed yesterday. I drank too much. I did this, I did that. I lied, I cheated. God's forgiveness is still in place, my friend. Such as it was in the days of Noah. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thought of his heart was only evil continually. We've never experienced any, any, any we have never, in my lifetime, this, this could be right here where we're at. 
how that men sit around and think about evil. And evil is on their heart continually. Perverted, diverted ways. And at the core of all of it is to get you away from God. You can call it socialism, communism, Marxism. At the core, it's humanism. It's man above God, not God above man. You're wondering about the dollar bill. Get a good look at it. Before the words in God we trust are taken off. And the very possibility of cryptocurrency in different ways and Bitcoin and accounts are set up. And I need to tell you something right now. There's not enough gold. There's not enough silver. There's not enough precious metal to pay America out of the sin debt that it's in. Gold, silver, and precious metal will not do it. Only the heartfelt conviction of a nation coming back to God might turn the wrath of God. It's coming. When? I don't know. Dear friend of mine, the other day we were sharing thoughts about the signs of the Antichrist and when the Antichrist would come, ooh. We were reminded and we reminded each other and it was a great point that he made to me. He said, I'm not looking for the Antichrist. I'm looking for Jesus Christ. Can I get a witness in this house? Thank you for that very sobering thought which is, all my, which is absolutely right. I'm not just looking for Jesus Christ to come back in the clouds. I want him to come back to the church and bring revival. Amen. That's what I want because that's what we need. Such as it were in the days of Noah. Man's mind was on evil continually. If you need to go, go. I say that in love. Y'all know how I get when I get raw and real. Like if you need to go, go. The real part of this is that the thought of man and the heart of man is on evil all the time. The gateways in your home, that your child, you don't know what they're looking at. Who's paying for the phone? Take the phone. Look at what your child is viewing and what your child is watching. I'm going to bring them to church. It's going to change them. Church never changed anybody. But if Jesus is in that church, listen to me, kids. What you're hiding from mom and daddy, I don't care where this finds you. I do care where this finds you. Wherever you're at. What you pull up on that three by five screen or whatever how big it is. Or on your iPad and your old me or whatever. God knows. Mom and daddy. God knows. God knows. Such as you were in the days of Noah. God said this and it repented God. It what? It repented God that he had made man. Lord we ain't even in this six chapters. And it repented God that he made man. Upon the earth. And brother David, it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I'll destroy man whom I've, who I've created. From the face of the earth. Both man and beast and creepy thing. All of it. He said, I'll destroy it all. Look at verse 8 of chapter 6. But Noah. But Noah found grace. 
but Noah found grace. We need a generation of Noahs to raise up today. But Noah found grace. He found grace in the eyes of God. He found grace in the eyes of God. Why? Because of that grace, God would provide a remnant. What do you believe God is doing today, Brother Wayne? I believe that he's building a remnant. I believe he's calling a remnant forward. I believe he's doing that. I believe today that he's calling a remnant of holy believers that are bought by the blood once again, not by denomination. Sorry to the Jehovah Witnesses. Sorry to the Mormons. But just to say this, there'll be more than 144,000 that will be going to heaven. And to the Mormons, I can tell you this, you can have your own planet. You can stay on your own planet. Some of you know what I'm talking about. You can have your own planet. Planet. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be part of the kingdom, and when I go to heaven, I'm going to be with Jesus. You can have what you want. But Noah found grace. Today, what is it that we need to find again in America? Grace. We don't need to be so horrific in such a way that, listen, people need grace. You need grace more today than you've ever needed it ever in your lifetime. And remember this, lost people do lost things. And saved people should have grace. Why don't they get it? The same reason you didn't. Your eyes were blinded by the God of this world. They need a light that will shine not to blind them, but will find them. They need a light that will shine in the midst of darkness and show them the way out of the hellish things they're doing. Christians today, we need to be salt. We need to be light. We need to be. I just started preaching this to my own self today. Just be. People get all tangled up in the mess of their mind and and they get so worried and they get so anxious. And I just tell them, stop, please stop. Please stop just for a moment. Just be. Just, Just sit still and just be. What do you mean? Just be. Don't worry about what's going to happen tomorrow. Just be right now in Jesus Christ. And let him speak his love and his life over you. They laughed at him. They scoffed at him. The word of God would tell us that Noah was a preacher of righteousness, not religion. He preached what was right. They laughed at him. I was talking to a young man today. He was an no yesterday. <clears throat> he was an Amish friend of mine, and or, or he is an Amish friend of mine, and he and I were talking clay, and as we were talking and sharing with each other, what a crazy time this is, and and I said the Lord has has got to be getting ready to come back, and my Amish brother agreed, and he said, you know, my grandfather was a preacher. And as Amish man, he said, my grandfather was a preacher. And I said, I remember him preaching all those years ago that Jesus was coming back. Get ready. He said, could you imagine what he would think today? Beards and hats don't make you a Christian. Neither do long dresses and high hair. Jesus is your holiness.
preacher of righteousness. People will laugh at you. They demand it. Show us the kingdom. It's not out here. Once again, it's in here. People will laugh at you, but such as it were in the days of Noah. If you're not getting laughed at for your belief today, are you speaking it? Brother Wayne, it's just, you can, can I tell you, your circle is probably too small. Thank God that Jesus went outside of Nazareth and even Jerusalem and he was into Capernaum. And even though it was a minimal amount of miles, he, he absolutely impacted thousands upon thousands of people. Not because of how he looked, but because of his love, his grace, and his truth. They laughed at him until, what's that? Rain. We ain't never seen nothing like that before. Sound familiar? We've never seen anything like this before. Oh, Noah. Get right coming for he said get right I didn't tell you to get in church Christian I'm telling you to get right what's this between our toes it's what mud I don't know what this is falling from heaven, but it's up around my ankles. But I'm going to get real with you, okay? Because I want to take you back to all those thousands of years ago that you just read and I just read. How many of you believe the Word of God to be 100% accurate? It's just rain, and it's just something you ain't never seen before until it gets to your knees. But what's at your knees? Is covering the infant. Watch at your hips now. Has covered the head of the toddler. Hey, Noah! Hey, hey! You're holding that baby up. Trying to hold your family, daddy, on your shoulders. If you'd have heeded the call the first time. We forget in scripture. That God doesn't play games. Well God sent a flood. Brother. He, Noah built that ark and saved everybody. Guess what? He saved those eight souls. But everybody else died. Today, America is doing everything that it can to keep its head above water. And the problem is this. It's not that your head is above water. It's that your soul is in hell. I'm doing everything I can to stay afloat. You're treading financial water. You're treading family water. You're treading all of that. When if you would just call out to God, just like old Peter did and said, Lord, save me, guess what he would do? Such as it were in the days of Noah. It's vivid to me. It's vivid to me. 
I've often wondered if they found the ark, would they see the claw marks on the door? Would they see the claw marks on the door and on the hull of the ship? Well, I ain't never heard it like that. Well, hear it. It's real. Ah, he ain't coming. (laughs) Midst of the pandemic, on each coast, we bring in the Navy ships called the Mercy and the Comfort. How ironic. How ironic. And we bring in naval ships, mercy and comfort. And the problem is that the good old gospel ship is going down in the middle of the nation. Because Christians are not doing their part. Mercy and comfort are two things that I found in my life that the Holy Spirit brings me. We need the Holy Ghost to come into the Bible Belt and tighten the Bible Belt of truth up. Well, I believe this. I believe that. What you're saying, you're insensitive. You're this and you're that. Can I tell you something? I care a lot more about you building your faith than me petting your feelings. A lot more. I love you and you know it. I I, I am. You all know, man, that I love you as a pastor. But I will tell you this. Your feelings, you don't feel saved. You are saved by feel. No, you are saved by faith. Can I get a witness in this house? Can you give God some praise just so you can tell somebody else that you're awake? Well, I don't feel like it's right to say this about that. Take it up with God. Take it up with God. I can't, listen, I didn't write it. Listen, I don't write the paper. I'm just a delivery boy. If I throw that paper and it hits you in the head, read it. And the word of God said in the Lord, say the Lord, shut the door. Trump don't win this election. It's over. Biden don't do this. Biden, Biden's hiding. Trump's slumping. slumping. Harris scares us. And Pence, I like him a lot. What I want to tell you is this. I'm not going to deny what you're saying. But you vote as closely as you can align to this Bible. Do you hear me? You vote. By the way, I told you all, please forgive me. I thought we had 300 registration uh, forms. We don't have quite 300. Jane, I don't know how many. We've got a bunch. They'll be out here on a table Sunday. If you are not registered to vote, we're not going to tell you how to vote. I just did. I told you to vote the Bible. But I'm not telling you to vote Republican or Democrat. I'm telling you to register to vote. It'll be out there. God shut the door. He did it once. He can do it again. I got scripture. There's nothing new under the sun. I got to hurry. Such as it were in the days 
of Lot. Likewise, in the days of Noah, they were eating, they were drinking, they were married. Until Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise also, it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they builded. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. He brought rain one down from heaven. He brought fire and brimstone the next. Larry, I think you brought up the point here a while back. It was Ruth Graham, I think, that said it. That if God doesn't judge America, he would have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. Is that correct? Am I close on that? Many people thought that was Billy Graham, but I think it was Ruth Graham that actually said it. Today, in the United States of America, People are going about their own ways, doing what they want to do. Our young people are being fed a lie. And the enemy is setting up a trot line and setting the hook on every one of them that they can. And to tell them that everything is about you, it's not. Everything is about him. The droves of people. that are being led astray today, getting ready to close. The droves of people that are being led away today because it sounds palatable, or excuse me, because it's palatable to the taste. It's soothing on the ear. It tastes good. Sounds good. There's no God in it. There's no God in it. What about Lot's wife? What am I seeing today? I've heard out of the mouth of some, and you're hearing it too. I think there's been some people that are saying, I don't know if I'll ever go back to church. I like having church right here in my home. I understand that. I made my point clear earlier, and I love you. But make sure you got your stuff lined up straight on the inside. Okay. Today, what's happening? Jake, will you and Stephanie come, please? One thing that probably concerns me as much or more than anything is that I see the strength of many and the love of many waxing cold. You can be here and we could debate all night. And I'll tell you what we can agree. Since only God knows the heart and that man can't even know it himself. I can tell you this. That there are many I think that have called themselves Christians. You may say to me. If I tell you that I think they're backsliding or they fell away, we may be able to agree on the point that maybe they never knew him. I don't know. I'm going to tell you right now, I try to preach what I know and what I can absolutely, and I'm going to tell you this. We could argue that point. And the point is not to argue 
just whether or not that you're backslidden, the question is this, are you born again? Right now, at this moment, are you born again? Well, let me, you know, it says I'm on top of the house. Let me go back down and get my stuff. You ain't got time. And the people today, and the love of many that's waxing cold, and that congregation is getting larger and larger. I'm telling you, America, I'm telling you within the sound of my voice, he's coming back. Brother Wayne, are you telling us by the signs? No, I would have preached this 20 years ago when I started preaching. When COVID was something that none of us had heard about. When Sharia law was something you said, huh? That when all those crazy words that we heard from the Middle East, and we're like, what? Jihad. Before all of that. Here's the thing that I need to tell you tonight as I close. That before the foundation of the world was ever put in place, the Lamb of God was already slain. God did not make a decision by half slept. Listen, it's always been. And only the Father in heaven knows, according to Scripture, when Jesus will come back again. Let me bring it to you right there where you're at. I don't know if I believe all that hocus-pocus, holy moly stuff. You may meet him today. You're born again. You may meet him tomorrow if you're born again. I got scripture to back it up, Jake. I love it. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Well, Brother Wayne, what if I'm not born again? Mm. You'll be cast into darkness. You'll be reserved unto a place away from God in darkness. Well, I believe you'll hear weeping and wailing. You'll be reserved under that place. Now listen to me. Because if you believe, listen, if you believe all the good scriptures in here and you believe I can do all things through Christ. Pastor, can you go back and preach that? I need to tell you that it's a place where you feel hell is. It's a place where you feel. It's a place where you thirst. It's a place where you hear. you believe all the good scriptures and all those that you've got posted to your fridge I'll guarantee you none of you have on your I'm not a betting man but I can almost say assuredly none of you have on your refrigerator the one about the weeping and gnashing of teeth and being reserved under judgment but maybe we should today where you at been doing this since 1997. I've been doing something like this since 1997. Never gets old to me. Never gets old to me watching a teenager come and bow before God. I've watched them crawl over seats. I've watched them crawl over people just to get to the altar. I've watched them cry out, call out. I've watched them beg God. I've watched tears flow. I've seen carpet stained with tears I've watched as big old tears that look as big as quarters Amy you'll remember that look as big as quarters praying with young teenage people and the these tears dropping and hitting their pants leg hitting their jeans 
I've seen those tears stain an altar. I've watched them crawl over. I've watched them do. I've watched God do mighty miracles. You can't tell me that He can't still do it. Why? Because He's still doing it. Can I get a witness in this house? If He did it for your daughter, why can't He do it for my son? He's not a respecter of persons. If you're here tonight, in the house, outside, online, wherever you are, come unto God. Don't come because of my voice. Come because the Holy Spirit is knocking and saying it's time for you to leave that hellish life and to be born again. I could preach you all kinds of eschatology, not near as much as other people. I could give you the signs of His coming. But listen, I tell you this. Listen, everybody's all about, no, the sign that you need to see tonight is the cross that Jesus gave His life for you. And you can be born again. Christian, for you, for you to get steered up, that the Holy Ghost would steer up the gift that's in you, and you'd spend more time sharing the gospel than you would the gossip. What? I believe in a God that heals. I believe in a God that delivers. I believe in a God that saves. I believe in a God that is not Protestant, that is not Catholic, that is not Methodist. I believe in a God that calls and whosoever comes, let them come. I believe whosoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That's exactly what I believe. I believe it and I've preached it. And I'm going to keep preaching it, Jake, as long as I have breath. Call on Him. When you get before God, If you're here tonight within the sound of my voice, you need to hear this. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him will not perish but have everlasting life. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might have life. Tonight you can come. When you stand before God, you will not be able to say that I have not heard the gospel. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Precious Holy Spirit begin to move upon every heart. Such as it were in the days of Noah, such as it were in the days of Lot. Perversion. Complacency. What about a real fear of God tonight in this house and anywhere this message is finding you? What about a real fear of God that the Holy Spirit now is quickening you and you know things are not right? Won't you come to Him? If you're in this house tonight, young, old, teenager, teenager, old-timer, young-timer, whoever, come.
What do I do? Call on the name of the Lord. Call on the name of the Lord. Save me, Lord Jesus. Confess I repent of my sins. I repent of my sins. If you're in this house tonight, if you're at home tonight, if that's you, why don't you come to this altar and bow your heart. Watch me. I'm not going to leave it long. I won't leave it long. Grab a hand next to you and say, will you come pray with me? What about the Christian? What about the Christian? It says, Lord, I know I've been away from you. This is my wake-up call. I'm going to serve you until I die and then live again. got a moment where you come bring your sin with you bring your backsliding with you bring your TV watching whatever else is keeping you from God whatever else is the portal bring it with you it's the drug let's lay it down and let's put it to the altar. Let's call out to God. What is on your heart? Are there more? Are there more? Oh, saying is that you can't be found till you know you're lost. I'm lost. I, if he came right now. If I died right now, I don't know where I'd go. If that's you, come. Well, I'm, I, well, I've come right now. Come right now. Come right now. Don't wait. Don't wait. 